John MacArthur calls Ed Litton a lazy, incompetent, unsanctified, he might have used the word hack, I can't remember, strong words. Do you agree? Have you even heard this? This whole thing with the Southern Baptist and Ed Litton and sermon plagiarism not going away. I want to talk about that today. We're going to do something on this channel I've never done before, so stick around. Hey guys, welcome to Thinking Out Loud with PJ on this channel. It is my goal to help you think different, help you think biblically. And I often try, when I approach a subject, I try really hard to make sure that I am approaching it in such a way that is respectful. I have done a video already on Ed Litton, and I worked really hard at making sure I was not just simply attacking the guy. In fact, I, for me, when the whole thing came out, it was really an opportunity to reflect and ask myself, what am I doing? How, how am I studying? Am I brushing up against plagiarism? Am I putting in the time? Am I studying? I got some good thoughts on that. I got some good reaction to that video. And I really kind of thought this thing would go away, but it hasn't. Not too long ago on Master Seminary live stream on a question and answer time with John MacArthur, he expresses his thoughts on this. And I want to go through this video. I'm going to do something here that I've never done before. I know a lot of YouTubers and podcasters do it. They watch a video and then they react as they go through it. I'm going to do that today, partly because I want to think about what John MacArthur has to say, but there's some things he talks about in here that are hugely important to me. Some things that I feel like uh, as as a pastor, I want you to know. I want you to know about me. I want you to know about what goes into it, whether it's myself or your own pastor, just kind of understanding what they go through. So let's jump into this right away. Let's bring the video up here on the screen. And uh, I may make some comments as we listen, and then I'm also going to make some, some comments here. We'll just pause it and make some comments. So the intersection of pastoral integrity and a confidence in the Bible leads to expository preaching. But what we're seeing now in a failure of pastoral integrity and a, a misfire in preaching is the issue of plagiarism, uh, that pastors, high-level pastors are being accused of plagiarism, using someone else's sermons. The question is, John MacArthur, where are you getting your sermons from? <laughs> I love how you can kind of well, hear the little rumble of laughter. I... Um... <laughs> That's why you want to come to the Master Seminary, because we'll teach you how to get your own sermons. Okay. Talk about... All right, I'm going to stop right there for a minute. This is an area... I don't, I don't disagree with John MacArthur here, but uh, I, this breaks my heart a little bit, um, and it's something the Lord has been teaching me, been teaching our church. John MacArthur says, "Send, come to Master Seminary, and we'll teach you how to get your own sermons. Now, in a lot of ways, that's right, and I am thankful for Bible colleges for seminaries. But you know what the Bible says? Uh, in 2 Timothy 2, I am told that my response, it's my responsibility to teach young guys how to preach and how to be a pastor, not to ship them off to a seminary. Now, granted, I realize there are 
things that you're going to learn there that, that maybe I can't teach or another pastor can't teach, and it's okay to partner with them. But man, you don't have to be go to a seminary. If your pastor's doing his job, you don't have to go to a seminary to learn how to preach. In fact, we're working on that in our church right now. About getting your own sermons. What, what do you think when you heard all that stuff about, about plagiarism uh, by these pastors? So, why, why does a pastor plagiarize? Why does he use someone else's sermon? Why does that happen? And how he, does it? He's lazy and incompetent. <laughs> well, besides that, <laughs> I'm going to go third point and unsanctified. Okay. All right. So, really, this is it. There's going to be some more things that we're going to look at. Uh, this is it, guys. This is what uh, I wanted to talk about today. Uh, there are some more important things that we're going to get to, but John MacArthur says here, uh, lazy, incompetent, unsanctified. Now, in a lot of time, there's a lot of times I believe this could be true, um, but there's also times I don't think it's always true. I don't think we would call Ed Litton incompetent. Now, there might be some pastors that plagiarize because they're incompetent. They don't know how to study. They don't know how to put together a, a sermon. They've never been taught that. And if, if that's the case, then, I mean, obviously that can be the case is, is kind of my point here. But I don't think Ed Litton is incompetent. Uh, unsanctified, well, in, in, in the sense that we're cheating the system or we're, we're not doing exactly what God has called us to do. I can see where he would say that. Here's what I would add. I would add, and, and I think, you know, this is where I see it. And, and I could be wrong. I don't know. And I, this really is not designed to just be about Ed Litton. This is designed for us to learn from. We're just using him because that's who's there. And, it, and I think he's a good example of this. I don't know that he we could call him lazy. I don't know that we would call him incompetent. What we might call him is distracted. He's allowed other things into his ministry or into his life that distract him from his most important ministry. Now, that's, that's a struggle for us as pastors because I am in that situation. I have other ministries that are a part of my life that are not necessarily my local church. Now, I try really hard on YouTube when I'm making a video. It's my goal that this that the things that happen on this channel are for my local church. I think that accountability and that that filter really helps me. So I don't look at vid making videos as outside of my local church. As I sit down to make this video today, I look at it as... Um, as I'm just helping my church, another way to equip and teach my church. So YouTube could be a part of that, and I'm I'm working that it working hard that it does not become that. But there are other ministries outside of that that are good ministries that I think we should be involved in. As a pastor, I believe God has called me to certain things. I have certain opportunities in my life, and I'm going to pursue those. But I have to be careful that I don't pursue those at the detriment of my local church because if I believe that I'm a pastor, my flock should be the most important thing. Uh, I was at a meeting just this week. One of these ministries outside of the local church, good Christian, you know, good ministry, good opportunity to serve, but I made that statement. I said, I'll do what it takes to help, but... I have a local church that I have to think about first. 
And I think in a lot of these situations, what we're finding is that these pastors have stretched themselves, especially a guy like this, who's getting called to preach at conferences. They're getting their, you know, president of the SBC. There's this, there's that, there's all these things. Now to sit down and put together a, a sermon for Sunday is tough. But really, that's the most important thing. That's what we should be most worried about as pastors when it comes to our study. So I, I've worked really hard to do that. And and I don't think John MacArthur's wrong here. I think there are pastors who are lazy. There are pastors who are incompetent. There are pastors who are unsanctified that are just taking people's sermons. But I don't know if we could lay that across every single pastor. I think we need to be careful about that. All right, let's keep let's keep moving on here. Um I think you become a showman at that point. Such you're, a good you're point. You're an actor. You're, you're playing a part. You're playing a role. Uh, I have been going through with, uh, with our guys, There's a couple of our guys here at our church, teaching them to preach. <laughs> Let's see if I can get it in there. All right, this book by Haddon Robinson, Biblical Preaching. Simple little book, really, but, but good, deep, digs in. And one of the things that they bring out time and time and time again is you have to know your audience. The sermon that I might by perchance steal is not written to my audience. So if I literally just take that point for point, word for word, am I actually reaching my audience or am I just putting on a show? Um, and the, the word, you know, the one thing that expository preaching does that, the, that is uh, apart from the congregation is it sanctifies the pastor the relentless study of the word of God is how God sanctifies and protects the, the pastor. This is why I want to watch this video. Uh, I wanted to talk about the other stuff real quickly, but now these things that John MacArthur is talking about, so important for those who are not pastors to understand. First of all, especially expository preaching, I am digging into the word, studying systematically through the word, and I say it often, whether it's in the pulpit or 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 just, you know, after a service when people are talking to me, I have struggled through that sermon through the week. If you walked out of church convicted, if you walked out of church feeling like pastor was stepping on your toes, remember that all week as I studied, Holy Spirit was stepping on my toes probably too. Uh, and, and it seems as though the, the sermons that I'm most passionate about are the sermons that I've wrestled with the most. God is doing his work in me before I can ever do that work in you. In fact, again, Haddon Robinson in his book, he, he made a point that, that I really appreciated. He said, God is more interested in developing the messenger than the message. First and foremost, God has to work in my heart. If you're a pastor, God has to work in your heart. If you're thinking about being a pastor, no, this is not just getting up in the pulpit and just throwing out a sermon. If you're going to do it right, it's digging in. People, people in the church, please pray for your pastors as they study because it's, it's work. And John MacArthur is going to talk about that in a minute. It's a grind. It's spiritual warfare. So when, when you're just opening your iPad and reading somebody else's sermon, you've never been exposed to the sanctifying work of the Word. To say nothing about the fact that you're playing a role and you're an actor, you're not a true messenger from the Lord, um, I think. I think for many men in ministry, there's a, an unwillingness to be disciplined at that point. Mm. 
because being an expositor is work and it's relentless work because you got to keep doing it week after week after It'll week. It'll wear after you week. out. It really does. But it's the most rewarding thing. It, it's there's no honesty in a man who does that. That, that that that's there's no honesty. That's that's fraud, ministerial fraud. Um, that's not to say that you can't preach the same doctrine and the there's only one accurate interpretation of a text. But when your sentences are repeat <laughs> exactly verbatim of somebody else, uh, it's it's obvious that you you took it from someone else. All right, there again. Uh, so we mentioned this, but Hen Robinson says that we need to know our audience. Something else he said that that really, uh, really struck me was uh, I I have prayed it. I've heard people pray it. Lord, move the preacher out of the way so we can see you. I I often would come into the pulpit with that attitude. Lord, move me out of the way. I, the last thing I want is to be a distraction from what God has. But then as I was studying through this book, reading this book, it really struck me what he said. God did not even do that when he inspired his word. Think about that for a minute. God, When God inspired his word, God breathed his word into people. We still see their personalities. We still see the person. We're taught that as expositors. As people who study God's word, we're taught to recognize those traits of the author. So therefore, as I know my audience and I deliver the message God has laid on my heart to the audience, how does that work? That works by my person coming out as well, God using me. And I have had to realize that when I've started to realize, no, God is not going to move me out of the way. I better be ready for that. And again, that's where that, that sanctification and that study comes in. But if I'm just going word for word through somebody else's, I might as well just be reading a book, right? Because their personality, their words, there's words I use that somebody else doesn't use. And if I start preaching a sermon and I'm using all these other words that I never use, it doesn't even sound like me. It's one thing to take a sermon uh, you know, it's happened to me sometimes where I get this, you know, I, I listen to a sermon. I think, wow, that's really good. And because I know my audience, I think they need to hear this. And so I sit down and I watch it again and I make notes. But I never preach that word for word because the audience that it was being preached to is different as well as the person preaching it is different. So I have a responsibility, even in that, to study and, and make it my own. All right, let's keep moving here. You bypass the spiritual impact of the word. You bypass the divine work of the Lord in your heart as, the, as you study the truth, and, and therefore you're a fraud. You're a, uh, and there it is. You're an echo, not a voice. And there it is. There's, there's really I, that's where we're going to end it. But uh, John MacArthur, clearly at that point, holding back no words, he says, you're a fraud. You're a fraud if that's who you are. Uh, and, and I would say, I don't know that I could disagree with that. If you believe God has called you to shepherd a flock, then you better know that that involves grinding through the word. 
And, and I'm going to give a little bit of personal testimony here because here's how hard it is as you grind through the word. Uh, I'm, I, have a, I have a unique situation here. I'm thankful for it. I want other people to be able to preach. I want to train up other young men. One of the ways I do that, I'm working with a couple of guys, teaching them how to teach Sunday school, teaching them how to preach, and I need to give them opportunity to preach. But also my associate pastor, a very competent preacher, and I want to give him an opportunity to preach. So every three months, he preaches for three weeks. And at the end of the three months, because for three months, Sunday after Sunday, I've been in, I've, you know, week after week, I've ground through God's word. I've, I've studied, I've dug in, I've fought distraction, I've fought uh, whatever my flesh will throw at me, I've fought whatever Satan's going to throw at me. I've fought it all for three months. And, and by the end of that, I'm just ready to, to take a break. I'm just ready to breathe. And now I realize that that's something that not a lot of pastors have, there's pastors, church planners, pastors in smaller churches, and they preach every single week of the year. Pray for those guys. Pray for those guys. But here's the thing. I get to that point, and three weeks in, by the time I come back into the pulpit after three weeks, I cannot wait to be back in the Word in that way. I cannot wait to be back in the pulpit sharing what God has laid on my heart. It's a grind, yes, but it's but it's a love for God's word. It's a love for your people. And if somebody is literally just copying word for word a sermon with no purpose behind it, let's make that clear. Because in these situations, when we talk about plagiarizing, it's a pastor getting in a pulpit and basically re-preaching word for word a sermon without giving any credit. That's different than saying, hey, I've heard this, I've heard this sermon, I think we need to hear it. Here's how the Lord used this in my life. That's different. So if you're going to be that guy who gets in the, in, in the pulpit, you haven't studied, you're just reading somebody else's sermon, I would agree. You are not what God has called you to be. Maybe God hasn't even called you to be it. But I think in that moment, John MacArthur would say, you're a fraud, and, and I would tend to agree, but I want to agree carefully. And just because you're a fraud doesn't mean you can't be forgiven. It doesn't mean you can't change. It doesn't mean you get a second chance. I believe a guy like Ed Litton, he loves the Lord. And, and we shouldn't just write him off. And again, we're using his name because his name is out there, not just to throw him under the bus. But to realize, maybe maybe you're watching this and you're like, man, I realize I'm really pushing up a lot closer to this idea of plagiarism than I should be, just stop. <laughs> it's it's kind of easy, right? We just, just, just stop. What this has done for me is to constantly help me look at what I have done or what I'm doing. Every week I think about it because I may borrow from an outline here or there just to, just to get my, you know, my three points. Maybe. I don't always do that. But even that, I want to make sure that, that I'm not leaning on somebody else, but rather I'm, I'm trusting the Lord. I'm studying for myself because I am called to be the shepherd of my local church, and I answer for that. And part of that shepherding is feeding the sheep what they need. I hope you guys have uh, maybe enjoyed this or, or been encouraged by this in some way. I hope even it's it's helped you understand better what pastors go through. When I watch this, 
that's really what tipped me over to say we need to be uh, we need to watch this video. I want to watch this video with you because of being able to talk about some of the other things. We just came through Pastor Appreciation Month. Do you really appreciate what a good pastor goes through? Do you really, if you come to church and you're fed by the word because your pastor digs in and studies, do you appreciate that? And I would, I would hope that you do. And if you do, please tell him that. Please tell him that. When you get done watching this video, send him a text, send him an email. On Sunday when you see him, you don't have to say, good sermon, pastor, because most pastors don't want to hear that. But you can say, hey, I appreciate the time that you've spent studying. I recognize that. And I'm praying for you as you study because I know how difficult it is. Do that. Let me know down in the comments. Drop it in the comments. What do you think of this video? What do you think of this whole situation? Tell me. Tell me what you think. Or here's one. Maybe you don't really even know what expository preaching is. If not, let me know in the comments. Say, hey, I'd love you to, for you to do a video on expository preaching. What is that? I don't even know what that is. Let me know. If you have not subscribed to my channel, I upload videos weekly as well as podcasts. You can be watching this on YouTube or listening to this on my podcast. So either way, thanks so much for your time. Make sure that you subscribe. Make sure that you share this. And of course, you got to hit the like button. That helps me a ton. We'll see you next time.